What's good, everybody? My name is Caleb. My name is Vante. We co-host the Don't Let It Consume You podcast. Tune in every Wednesday to hear us talk about various topics covering whatever it is that may be on our mind. We continue to be true to being a non-definitive experience as we continue to cover lots of ground. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, and also follow us on social media platforms at DLICY Podcast. As always, thanks for listening. What's been going on with you, bro? We're just going to jump right in because I don't really know how oh, to intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're just going to jump right into it. I feel like um, I'm going to stop introing it like, welcome back to a brand new episode. I feel like the banter at the beginning isn't needed. I feel like we could just jump in and then go into the topic. I because mean, I we already have a, Because we already have an intro at the beginning, so they know what the show is and when we like upload and stuff. So I don't know. Uh, it true, but I, you know what, I, I guess it's just like but, um, intro junior in a way, yeah. But I like the banter, <laughs> I mean, we have banter anyway, though, yeah, it's gonna be banter regardless. So, I guess, but anyways, I've been it's been a couple of days for me. Um, a lot has. A lot hasn't happened, but it's a lot of strange occurrences. For one, I'm upset. I could have been, uh, I could have been rich. Uh, I could have been a little bit richer than I am now, because uh, GameStop stock was like at like a hundred dollars today, and I was looking at that shit for like a while, even when it was like three dollars, and I was making fun of it that it was at three dollars because I thought I thought it was gonna go bankrupt. Or whatever, but I should reach like a hundred dollars today. It's at like eighty-eight or something right now. But <laughs> so I'm I'm, I'm still ago, upset about that. So a while ago, when it was at three dollars, you had a choice to spend either three dollars on stock or three dollars on like a pack of gum. That three dollar bag of Lay's at Dollar General <laughs> was so good, man. How could I pass that up? Uh, I, I got like two bags of those. They think they were two for five. So I don't know. I I guess money could have been used wise wiser. I guess wisely. Man's could have been a thousandaire, but instead he just got some spicy nacho chips. Bro, GameStop was on the brinks of damn near just being obliterated like not existing anymore but then they got a new ceo some new management and some new values i could have had my rent paid i could have probably you know put a down payment on a car like i know i'm upset but so i put some stocks into amc hoping that the same thing happens with amc although i really don't think it's gonna happen with amc at least not this year but um yeah, I'm just I I don't know. I don't want that to happen again cuz obviously GameStop, I know games, so obviously I've been looking at GameStop stop for like a while and just seeing that that reached its heights was a tearjerker today. So I mean, we'll see what happens. I hope AMC comes back too just cuz I like going to the movies, but I do too I'll, just I won't for the sake of my stocks. <laughs> yeah, so it's been like ups and downs. like a lot of downs, some ups, but a lot of downs recently. So it is what it is. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, so what's been happening with you? I've been chilling, bro. Uh, nothing too crazy. I haven't been able to watch my Pacers in like a week. Oh, 
oh something's wrong oh something is wrong i don't you know able to watch on. the pacers i don't know what's been going on with like our cable provider but i can't get the game so i'm gonna have to call them aside from my cable not wanting to show my favorite team i back in school fully last semester of undergrad i'm uh, still kind of getting trying to get used to my schedule and everything it's not too bad actually I still get to sleep in for the most part. And I only have to go to two classes per week in person. So not too mad about that. I also, I got to see one of my really good friends yesterday and we exchanged Christmas gifts and she got me a plant for my apartment. I've never been a plant person. What kind of but, plant? Uh, I'm actually not sure what it's called, but it's oh. like really small. And I only need to water it like three to five times a week. I just need to keep it in sunlight. I was about to say, it's not a, is it a cactus plant? It, it looks like one, because that's what I thought it was at first, but I don't think it is. It might be in the cactus family. Mm. I've never been a plant person before, so we'll see how I go with this plant journey. Is it true that you could, like, eat that st- stuff? What? Like Eat, eat what? Like cactus plant. I'm pretty sure, yeah. You trying to eat that? <laughs> No, I don't think it's a cactus, though. Trying to fry, are you trying to fry that in a skillet, bro? Are you trying to whip that? I don't think it's a cactus. That's the thing, so I'm not going to eat it. I wouldn't eat a regular potted plant unless it was food that I was growing. I mean, I mean, technically, you are growing it. I mean, yeah, it's but she's been... Now. I mean, it's mine now, but she had been keeping it, like, keeping up with it for me for, like, three weeks. All right, so y'all, like, you know, y'all gardeners. So what? I could be a gardener. My grandpa's a gardener. My grandpa's a gardener in his backyard. Nothing too crazy has been going on with me for the most part. I watched The King of Staten Island yesterday for the first time. I heard it was this, I heard it was good. Yeah, Pete Davidson, Bill Burr, uh, Marissa Tomei is in it. I did, I liked it a lot. It was pretty good. That's really what's going on with me, man. Not too much. The only movie that I'm actually looking forward to right now, I don't know if you've seen it or seen a trailer. It's called Willie's Wonderland with Nicolas Cage. No. Oh, man. It it looks like it's basically, you know what Five Nights at Freddy's is. Yeah. It's basically like a kind of like a Five Nights at Freddy's like movie just with starring Nicolas Cage. And it's Oh, I've heard be, of it. I just haven't seen a trailer. I've seen people talking about it on social media. It's about to be batshit crazy. <laughs> I'm act. Uh, yeah, that's probably like I think it comes out next month. Uh, so I'm, I'm. That's what I'm looking forward to in the upcoming month or so, or in the upcoming weeks or so. So, as most of us know, tomorrow will be the one year anniversary of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi Bryant's untimely passing. So. We thought it would be a good idea to talk a little bit about Kobe today. Kobe is one of the biggest basketball icons to ever touch a court. And it was really weird when it happened. I remember I was talking to my mom on the phone when it went down. And I went on Twitter and TMZ put out a statement. It was like, uh, NBA legend Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash. And I had to sit down, bro. Like, I couldn't even, words couldn't even come out of my mouth. 
and my mom was like, hello. And I, then I was like, you know, they're saying that Kobe just died. She was like, no, nah, it's probably a hoax. And I was like, all right, I'm going to talk to you later. So I'm going through Twitter and everybody's kind of confused. Like, what's going on? And I'm watching college basketball at the time. I was watching IU in Maryland and they weren't saying anything about it. So I was like, okay, it might be a hoax. Then I went to ESPN. The Pro Bowl was about to come on. They weren't saying anything about it. It's like, okay, it's getting a little bit more hopeful that it's a hoax. And then I see people are retweeting like the LA County Sheriff Department. And they tweeted out that there's a helicopter crash in Calabasas. Nobody survived. And I was like, okay, they didn't say it was Kobe though. There's a chance that it's not him. And then there's more and more sources reporting this. And then it gets confirmed by Woj. I think Woj was the first person I saw to confirm it. And then for like the rest of that day, everybody was trying to figure out who else was on the helicopter with them. And I remember people at first was like saying, yeah, his whole family was on there and just spread it. I remember some people saying like Rick Fox was on there for whatever reason. And there's just a whole bunch of stuff being spread because you know how people like to put out the news as fast as they can they don't necessarily like to be right but they would rather just be first i guess and then unfortunately it got confirmed that his second oldest daughter Gigi, was on there with him they were on the way to one of her basketball games and it was Gigi, one of her teammates and some other assistant coaches for her team and a couple parents in the pilot obviously And I remember that day just being super, super gloomy. I remember (laughs) texting everybody. People were texting me, like, did you see what happened? And I remember um, all the games that night, everybody was crying. All the players were crying. I remember Mike Breen, he was calling the Knicks game that night. He was crying on air. And everybody, they would hold the ball at the beginning of the game, get an eight second violation to represent obviously his old number eight. And then the other team would get the ball inbounded and then do the 24 second violation because obviously his other number was 24. And I thought it was a really cool moment of unity, which it didn't have to happen obviously, but it was weird seeing it just because it, like we grew up on Kobe. Like sometimes basketball was all I had one of my earliest Pacer game memories is from like 2008 when we played the Lakers at home and we actually won the game on Troy Murphy buzzer beater tap in by one point, I believe. But I think that's, and Kobe had a great game that game. I think that's one of my like earliest Kobe memories because until I got to fourth grade, I wasn't really watching basketball like that, I would watch it pretty casually, but I didn't get serious about watching it until I got to like fourth grade. So I don't know. I thought it was crazy, man. Just watching somebody that you grew up seeing so much and so often just not be here anymore in one of the worst ways possible was really, really crazy to me. I, I honestly, I feel you. Um, uh, like I've said before in previous episodes, I was I was in the army. 
at the time when we got the news, uh, just sitting in the place, drill sergeant comes in and he's like, yeah, yeah, Kobe, Kobe died. I just remembered just the rest of that day being gloomy. Nobody really wants to talk. We kind of couldn't really grasp because we was in our own situation, but we think about that situation at the same time. Obviously, we don't have phones, internet, anything on us to really do any further research or see what people are saying. And so we just had to kind of go on with that just for like the rest of the day. Honestly, it kind of went for like a couple of days because just the weather didn't help because the weather was bad as well. So that was just always on our mind. And honestly, it was just, it was just terrible to hear. Um, Kobe was kind of like, yeah, he was our superstar. Like I grew up with a Nintendo 64 and I, I played one of my favorite games to play was uh, NBA courtside courtside uh, one and two. And he was on the cover <laughs> and I would always play with the Lakers. Cause I was like, it was Kobe. That's all I knew. He could hit threes uh, and I would make them. And I mean, that's just how it went. So he was honestly really like the first famous person that I just grew up to like really know and stuff like that. And just finding that out was just, heart gut-wrenching and it, it was honestly just a tough day for everyone and when I found out about the the uh, the eight of uh, the second violations 24 uh, violations I honestly I started kind of tearing up because that was I think that was a beautiful united thing to do and you don't honestly you don't see that every day so I that was kind of like really impactful and I started tearing up after that but I don't know it, it was just a, a tough day it was like a really it was just really hard for everybody yeah I remember the day after I didn't even want to go to class I did not want to get up out of bed but I had a 9 a.m and it just felt different that day on campus I know I saw a bunch of people wearing their Kobe jerseys. It was just different. It was just a different kind of vibe that day. It was really indescribable. It was really like nobody was saying anything at all. And it was just a weird day. That's probably one of the more memorable days on campus that I can remember from at least right before the pandemic happened. But Kobe, that was Kobe's jersey was probably the first non-Pacers NBA jersey that I had. So the first NBA jersey I ever got was a Reggie Miller home pinstripe jersey. I still have it. Obviously, I can't fit anymore, but I still have it. It's and funny that you say that because my first jersey was a Lakers jersey, but it wasn't a Col- it wasn't a Kobe jersey. It was I forget who it was. <laughs> Smush <but> Parker. <laughs> I I forget who it was, but it was it was a Lakers jersey. It was someone that was like on the bench. It wasn't like even a starter and it was spelled wrong. And the kids made fun of me for it at school because <laughs> it was because <laughs> it was spelled wrong. And I didn't know that. So I, I remember this was at recess. Also, I remember 
I told the teacher I had to go to the restroom, and then I just I took it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's uh, somehow I can make an everybody hates Chris reference to everything. But you know when uh, Drew got that jersey from Risky, the Wayne Gretzky jersey, but it said Gritsky on the back. Yeah, and it was the wrong number. That's what that reminds me of. But yeah, so. I honestly have always held a position that Kobe was like our generation's Michael Jordan. Do I think LeBron is a better player than Kobe was? Absolutely. But in terms of emulating Michael Jordan and the closest thing to being a player is Michael Jordan is Kobe Bryant. Absolutely. Uh, Kobe was basically the transition. It was MJ, Kobe, now it's, LeBron and I honestly I wouldn't agree more. I I couldn't agree more like yeah I would agree with that 100% like you could clearly tell that Kobe emulated his game after Mike just his work ethic a lot of things in Kobe you saw in Michael Jordan and vice versa and I'm pretty sure even Michael Jordan said that you know Kobe was like his little brother he was really high on Kobe. I think Kobe was one of the players that he was probably the most highest on, high on. No, so especially the modern players, because for whatever reason, a lot of the OGs in the NBA have been hating on the younger players. I'm not sure why, but I will say this: one of the guys who shows a lot of love to the younger players today is Allen Iverson. I don't think I've ever heard Allen Iverson say one bad thing about the younger players in today's league and AI and Kobe were like super tight too. AI I think, I think AI can see him. I, I feel like AI sees himself as like some of those younger players. Honestly, I think that's I why he can relate so much. I agree. So I have a few favorite Kobe moments. Do you have any like off top? Um, Besides, I forget what interview it is besides an interview where I think it was like a, it was, it was supposed to be, it was done by like a comedic person who does like interviews. Uh, I couldn't find it cause I couldn't remember what it was. I saw it on TikTok uh, not too long ago, but um, besides that, obviously um, probably one of my favorite moments is uh, Kobe uh, courtside at a at Lakers Mavericks game. Oh uh, yeah. And this man is trash talking Luca in his language, bro. Like, do you realize how boss you have to be to one learn somebody's language and then two trash talk them in their language? I remember because uh Luca said he was like, Yeah, I mean he said some bad words in my language, you know. I was like, who is talking to me in my language? I was like, just look behind me, and it was Kobe. <laughs> so I was just, it was something amazing. I would never forget this day. And after the game, I came, took a picture with him. He was one of the guys I looked up to that day. It was amazing, and I'll never forget this. Slovenian, bro. It, I probably That's not a regular language to even learn. <laughs> no. But, but, uh, but Kobe, man, he was just a different breed to just go out of his way just to trash talk him in some Slovenian. I know. It was crazy about Kobe was. I'm pretty sure he was 
fluent in Italian too. He was in Italy for a decent amount of his childhood. But I think, I think off top, one of my favorite Kobe moments was his very last game when he scored 60 against Utah. I remember watching that game junior year of high school. And it was the same exact night that the Warriors were going to go 73 and 9. So I remember I was kind of flipping back and forth. At first, the Lakers were down for a little bit. And then once Kobe started to get a little bit of momentum, I remember I just stayed on the Lakers and Jazz game for the rest of the night. And this man, Kobe, like Kobe does, just putting up shot after shot after shot. And near the end, like he's just not missing. And I'm just like, I remember I was live tweeting the game. I was doing everything, bro. I was like, Kobe's about to get 60. (laughs) And he ended up getting 60. And it was one of the best games I've ever seen. It's just an iconic performance. Then I think another iconic moment for me, it's kind of random, but it was in 2009 against Miami. Uh, The Lakers were inbounding the ball. And Kobe comes to get it. He puts up a three over D Wade and he banks it in for the win. I remember that game because I was watching it with my dad. And that was uh, really like the second year that I was really, really paying attention to basketball in the NBA. And so uh, it's just kind of a random Kobe memory that I have embedded in my head. Well, I do remember him. <laughs> I remember when it was like a, a big deal about him saying, like, yeah, if Shaq was, like, uh, way fitter, I could have won, like, <laughs> six, four rings or something. <laughs> hey, low-key, he's uh, he not wrong. I mean, I mean low-key, he wasn't wrong. I remember people made it, like, I think people blew it out of proportion because, obviously, that's what people do. But, like, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't wrong. He was speaking facts. Yeah. Then I think another Kobe moment that kind of, just sits in my head is when he tore his Achilles in 2013 against the Warriors. And that was the year that they had Steve Nash and Dwight. And it was like right near the end of Powell's prime. And Ron Artest was still there. And Kobe was carrying the Lakers all year. He put it all out there. He tore his Achilles and then he got on the free throw line, made the two free throws, and then he walked off the court. Rest in peace to... Kobe, Gigi, Altabelli family, who was also um, in the accident. I really hope his like wife and his other three kids are healing properly. Because I know the media can be super annoying with this type of stuff, especially like when it first happened. I remember they broke the news before they even knew, yeah. which was super super messed up. Yeah. But I'm I'm I really am glad that we actually did like kind of just like as people kind of adapt like a Mamba day, uh, you know, August twenty uh, fourth, and so uh, you know I'm glad that people. It's honestly just really amazing to me, just like how much we've done to celebrate this man, just as like people like this wasn't like planned or anything. And I've always been a person that doesn't like to put celebrities or athletes on a pedestal or whatever. And that's 
I don't think that's what we're doing with this episode, but somebody that I grew up watching personally, and even as a non-Lakers fan, I think most basketball fans can definitely appreciate what he did for the game. It's a different breed. Then obviously you kind of see that his daughter, Gigi, she was next for real, bro. She was about to to be the face of the WNBA once she got there, I think. Mm-hmm. It definitely would have been a lot of help for the league if she could get there because that's Kobe's daughter, bro. And I think – and obviously being Kobe's daughter is going to attract attention, but she was good too. She was good. I think that would have been great for the WNBA if Gigi would have ended up making it. True. So I would have definitely loved to see Gigi make it to the league. So kind of transitioning into my other favorite sport or one of my other favorite sports, football. Yesterday we had Championship Sunday. AFC Championship game happened last night, as well as the NFC Championship game. We kind of just, upset for Aaron Rodgers, no, bro. Let's, let's, let's just end the episode. Let's no, I'm not, I don't want to even nah. I'm really I'm really upset for Aaron Rodgers because I'm like kind of like I said in the last episode, Aaron Rodgers is one of my favorite players. I think he's the most skilled person to ever play the quarterback position. I'm not. The Packers organization been a letdown. Failed him. Been a letdown. They draft a quarterback, even though they already have him. Instead of a wide receiver, which they needed, among other positions, they don't trust this man on fourth down with like two two minutes and 30 seconds left in the NFC Championship game to get them a touchdown and tie the game. So if I was Rodgers, I'd be upset. And did he play a perfect game? I don't think so. There were times where he probably could have made better decisions, but honestly, I would put the blame on the Packers defense who got them into a hole in the first place. I was watching the game yesterday. That last play when Brady threw it to Scotty Miller for the touchdown before, right before halftime, what was that, bro? Kevin King is one of the worst cornerbacks I've ever seen. Like, that was a... <laughs> I was like, bro, it's 10 seconds left in the second in the first half. All you have to do is get a stop, and you let them score? After that, I had a feeling that the Bucs are about to just go ahead and wrap the game up. I I was listening to the game because I was working, obviously. And um, what uh, – it was just disappointment, honestly, like, I, I don't understand how you let a man who throws three TDs, I mean, three interceptions, I mean, you still let them, you still let them win over you. And then you make dumb decisions like being at the goal line and not letting Aaron Rodgers, who is a bad, bad man, try to go for fourth like for a fourth play you just want to kick a you want to kick a a field goal see and then like his their coach's explanation Matt LaFleur was like oh well I thought 
you know, we could trust our defense to get a stop. He ain't think shit. My <laughs> thing that's... is, my thing is, even if they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it, the Bucks would still have to they go would down the field. Be at, exactly. They would still be down there. <laughs> exactly. So. It wasn't like they were halfway across the field. It doesn't like just dumb decisions that your defense wasn't even really playing. It's just like all that well anyway. So I don't know why you wanted to rely on your defense to get a stop. Like, like you literally, playing, you played yourself. Literally, the most likely things that would have happened on fourth down if they went for it was either they just weren't going to score or they were going to score. I would rather take that chance and make the Bucks go down the field to win the game instead of them getting the ball back and just having to get a first down. Everybody and their mom would have chose to go with a fourth play and take the chance. You're right there. You're right there. <laughs> If you turn it over, they're still going to be right there. That's how the game works. And then even the play before that, I think I thought Rodgers could have just ran it in instead of trying to force it in there to Adams. But it was a lot of very questionable coaching calls during the end of that game. Really happy for Bruce Arians, the Bucks coach, because he used to coach us on the Colts. He was our interim coach for 2012 season and he ended up winning coach of the year uh, so I, I am happy for him there are a few players that I like on the Bucks, and I've never been a Tom Brady fan with me being a Colts fan it's something that I'm just kind of born with you know as a Colts fan we grew up hating the Patriots that Manning Brady rivalry was very very real but at the same time I gotta recognize the greatness of Tom Brady 10 Super Bowl appearances. He already won six. The MJ, this man has a chance to win the seven MJ Super of Bowls. Football. The MJ of football. I'll say it right here, and I, I mean it. The, Literally the MJ seven of Super Bowls if he wins. That's insane, bro. Like, I feel like people don't understand how insane, like, even six. There's only been 54 Super Bowls. Tom Brady has six of them. And he might have a seventh one. I saw it's, something where it was like, Tom Brady has been in the league since 2000. Every like throughout his whole career, there was a 45% chance of him getting to the Super Bowl. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's it's super wild, bro. As much as I'm not a fan of Tom Brady, I gotta recognize his greatness. Like I can't even after he won his sixth one, I was like, yeah, this man. Doing something that like I'm just appreciating greatness while while he's still here, you know. As much as I'm not a fan of him, I gotta recognize it. I never under I I understand where obviously the Brady hate comes from. Obviously, you have to stick with your team, and obviously, if Brady isn't on your team, then you hate him. But from a person one who doesn't really watch football that much until it's time for Super Bowl. And someone who's just, you know, kind of has a sort of, quote unquote, objective view of it. I don't see how you can really hate this man, man. Like Tom Brady is a is a living goat, man. This I, you know, he's I on TikTok. I saw a TikTok of his. It showed up in my for you page. And he was basically 
He was like in like a pink coat and he was basically flexing like he won because he's going to another Super Bowl. And that that man is a that man is a living legend, man. He literally. I, I people need to give him as alive and still in the league. Cause when he retires, of course he's gonna of course he's gonna get the love he de- he deserves. When I he think retires. he's gonna play I think he's gonna play at least three more seasons, bro. This like, man gonna play till he's fifty. <laughs> this man gonna play till he's fifty. He gonna he gonna play until he can't make any more like playoff appearances. I don't know. I I don't see how people can really hate him. I did hate the fact that he beat Green Bay because I was really pulling for Aaron Rodgers to make another Super Bowl. And now I understand because after the game, Aaron Rodgers was like, I don't know. I don't know what's next. The team doesn't know what's next. He doesn't know what's next. Coaching doesn't know what's next, which is deserved after that awful ass game that you just played against Tampa Bay. This is his first season with Tampa Bay. (laughs) Can we talk about this? His first season. I remember when he signed in Tampa. I was like, okay, they have some they got they have some weapons down there. And then Gronkowski comes out of retirement. I'm like, all right, he got his old tight end back. And then the defense is pretty stacked. Their defense was pretty good last year. They have a lot of veterans on the defense and they have a good mixture of young guys in there too. So I'm like, yeah, the the Bucks are pretty solid. But during the season, Brady and Bruce Arians, they weren't kind of getting along at some points. It didn't seem like Bruce was really in trust of Tom Brady, but as the season got along, uh, they their chemistry got a lot better. And, you know, they've been rolling. Three straight playoff wins on the road, and now they get to go to the Super Bowl, which just so happens to be in Tampa Bay. Mm. So three road games to get a home game, technically. Technically, they're the road team because they're the lower seed. But – there's in Tampa. They get to play at their home stadium. All, all Tom Brady's about to do, he about to get a manicure and just with 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 all of his rings on, he just about to get manicures and just look at it, look at all his rings. And then he gonna head straight to the stadium. The real question is, and obviously we know that there were two games that happened. We don't really care. I mean, do we care about the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City well, Chiefs? We knew we both that if Mahomes played, they probably we were going to win. We both said that if Mahomes plays, then it's probably over for the Buffalo Bills, which it was. I, I think, honestly, they started off watch. with like a 9-0 start, and now I was like, oh, man, there's a little hope. But then, um, yeah, then Kansas City came back, and it was it from there. I honestly think the Bills' inexperience got to them. Uh, I saw during some of the press post-game press conferences that Josh Allen said that his emotions kind of got the best of him, which I can see. He's a young QB, hadn't been this far in the playoffs. A lot of guys on their team, super young. And then the Chiefs, they're pretty young too, but they've been they there before. They, <laughs> they won the Super Bowl. They got an MVP at quarterback. A quarterback who won MVP in his first year as a starter. And won a Super Bowl MVP his third year as a starter, so or his second year as a starter, excuse me. So that's kind of crazy. Now that I'm thinking about what you just uh, said, they're not going. They're not going to Kansas City. 
Yeah. The defending champs. Sadie's been going to they damn. That's kind of crazy. So the Bucks fans, they'll be showing out. Oh, but oh, Bucks fans coming full force. <laughs> Honestly, I ex- I expect a lot of I expect some COVID violations with the amount of Bucks fans that probably might show up. They probably gonna hold their own rallies. It's I forgot. Terrible. Uh, I forgot how many seats they said they were gonna allow, but oh, oh that's gonna be pushed to the max. <laughs> the majority of them will be Bucks fans. Yeah, it's who do you who do you have winner? Super Bowl. This is 55. By the way, shout out uh, The weekend playing the halftime performance. This is about to be a really good Super Bowl. This is really... Is. You got weekend playing at halftime. You got Brady on one hand. You got Patrick Mahomes on the other. This is this is a time to be alive. And I'm going to be working. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. Real talk, how do you bet against six rings? How do you bet against six rings? That's that's crazy. I get it. I get it. It's Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he's the future. I get that. But this is Tom Brady we're talking about. Man ain't even got five fingers on his one one hand. He got six, like... How do you bet against that? Especially since they in Tampa Bay. <laughs> That's going to be huge, bro. Especially since the stadium's not going to be as packed as it usually would during a regular Super Bowl. But the majority of the people there are going to be Bucks fans. No jet lag, no nothing. Just relaxation. Wake up in your house. Go to work. <laughs> I think... I have no idea who I think is going to win, honestly. I hope we get a really good game. There's a good chance that we do get a good game. And am I pulling a little bit for the Chiefs? Yes. But the Bucks have so much momentum right now. And it is always really, really hard to go against Tom Brady. There have been the nine Super Bowls at this point. It's one six of them. So... <laughs> How do you look even at a even as a statistical standpoint? How do you look at that and like, you know what? I gotta go with the Kansas City Chiefs. You subjectively and objectively, you just you just can't go against them. Like my thing is it's such a good matchup because Chiefs have such a great offense, but the Bucks defense have been playing great throughout the entire playoffs. So if the Bucks adjust their defense to guard Tyreek Hill. If Tyreek Hill does not get off and Travis Kelsey does not get off, the Bucks have a very, very great chance of winning. They just have to adjust their defense. They can't play like they played yesterday against Green Bay because their only threat on offense is really Devontae Adams. Kansas City has a bunch of threats, especially if Sammy Watkins plays. He didn't play yesterday, but as long as the Bucks have a great plan on defense, and they got a lot of great defensive minds on that staff. Bruce Arians a great defensive mind. Same with Todd Bowles. The Bucks might do it, man. So we they riding the it. Bucks bandwagon. I'm so not riding any Bucks. bandwagon. <laughs> nah, we on the Bucks train. So we on the Bucks train. You on the Bucks train? I don't know who I want. I don't know who I think is gonna win for sure. 
I just have a feeling. Now you got to pick now. I just have a feeling that the Bucks are gonna win. You on air? You got to pick now, man. So is it is it Bucks or Chiefs? Such a like it's a hard question, but it's. Oh yeah, I know it. I know it's between a rock and a hard place. You know, like this (laughs) is probably one of the bigger matchups in a while. There have been good Super Bowls in the last like decade, but this one has the potential to be all timer. All timer. I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying I'm leaning towards the Bucks winning. So Bucks. But I kind of want Kansas City to win. So Bucks. I want to see Patrick Mahomes add to his legacy. Brady. I want to has, see Brady add to his seven rings. Like that would be so crazy to see, but. And you I know would rather Mahomes, see Mahomes, who obviously is gonna. I expect him to win more rings, but but in the future, you don't want to see a seven ring Brady. But in the future, when people are talking about Patrick Mahomes being the greatest quarterback of all time, they're gonna be like, he beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. In order Bowl. to be the best, you gotta beat the best. But honestly, the best ain't looking like he's slowing down. <laughs> so I don't know because. If Mahomes played either Rodgers or Brady, uh, that's a really – those would be two great quarterbacks to beat. See, here's my thing. If it was Rodgers who was playing, I would I would pick Kansas City over Aaron Rodgers. That, that would I pro- be I probably would too. I probably would uh, That would be easy for me, but this is Tom Brady we're talking about. So – Exactly. That's why I'm not so sure. So <laughs> – I don't know. So I'll say this. I am leaning towards the Bucks winning, but I am leaning, but I kind of want the Chiefs to win. I don't I'm not necessarily cheering for anybody in particular. I just want to see a good game. That's what I say whenever the Colts aren't in the Super Bowl. And obviously we haven't been in the Super Bowl since 2010. <laughs> but I just want to see a good game. I want to see Mahomes ball out. I want to see Brady ball out. I want to see both defensive have, like, pretty good games as well. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get into these album recommendations. Let's go to these album recommendations after that. Uh, Hey, I don't know how we transition to that. Um, So my recommendation for this week is um, it's not a controversial pick. I don't know how we have controversial picks on here, but I mean that in the sense – well. My album recommendation this week is Party Next Door, Party Next Door. The first one, the album released in 2013 by Party Next Door, titled, self-titled Party Next Door. Um, The reason I chose this album, it's a great album. I really like it. Go back and listen to it. It's one of those you got to be in the mood, like be in your feelings type uh, moves to listen to. I love I, I love the um after that party next door in my opinion has not released anything near that like party next door two party next door three and party mobile and even the uh seven days um not close to what party next door was like I I would choose his first one over all of those any day. But yeah, I, I chose that just because that's what I was 
I was flipping through some people's discographies. Um, my last week it was uh, Ty Dolla Sign, and uh, I was skimming through Party Next Doors, and I was just like, man, I really love Party Next Door. And then I listened to, I tried to listen to two and three, like off the bat, and it just wasn't wasn't vibing well. And then I, I stopped listening to them and then went back to it just to see if I felt the same way. And yeah, it just it doesn't hit like Party Next Door, the original. So basically, I'm saying if you if you want to listen to Party Next Door, listen to the original Party Next Door is basically my main point, which is why I recommended them. You got hits after hits on there. It's crazy. Party Next Door is probably the biggest artist to come out of OVO. That's not Drake. Biggest artist to come out of OVO besides, uh, aside that's from not, Drake? That's not Drake. Yes. By far. By far, Party Next Door is like the biggest artist that to come out of OVO that's not Drake. I, I'm going to have to look at this. Who else Who else would you say? Like Roy Woods? Roy Woods is nowhere near as big as P&D. Okay, never mind. I, I would agree with you. I was going to say I love McConaughey. <laughs> So my album for this week is Computer Games by George Clinton. We talked about a little bit about George Clinton a few times in our Rolling Stone episode, just in regards to like Parliament and Funkadelic. But this is a George Clinton solo project. This was his debut project, came out in 1982. And the only reason I listened to it, I was watching Everybody Hates Chris. I've been rewatching Everybody Hates Chris just because I needed a comfort show to watch. And... Um, there was an episode where Chris was supposed to get a Walkman for Christmas and Greg ended up getting him computer games by George Clinton for his Walkman that he didn't even end up getting. So I was like, you know what? I haven't listened to this album in full. The only song I heard off of it was Atomic Dog. So I listened to it. It's really cool. Loopzilla is a really good song. I really like Loopzilla. And it's a super short list and it's not super long. It's only seven tracks. Yeah, if you're into... 80s funk is definitely like a bridge between 70s funk and 80s funk. It definitely sounds futuristic for the time. So if you want to check out some of dance funk, I guess, I recommend Computer Games by George Clinton. Yeah, that's it. If you enjoyed the episode, we really appreciate it. If you made it to the end. Follow us on social media. Follow us on social media. It's linked in the description wherever you're listening from. Give us a like on YouTube, please. I keep forgetting to say that at the beginning of the episode. Next week, I am reminded myself. <laughs> you said that last. <laughs> Stay safe, and we will see you next time.